Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast, because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Morning ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast on wearecavan.com. I'm Damien Donoghue, delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick of the anglo Celt as we look ahead to a very busy weekend in the Cullis Craft Bakery Junior Championship and the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Championship. Uh, but maybe we'll start off, Paul, with the the latest on the I say latest the changes every minute on the Cavan manager this week in the paper. You have it that it's well, is your opinion that it's a, a, a two horses out in front, O'Reilly and O'Reilly? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, a lot of O'Reillys in the mix for this job, but surprisingly from Cavan. Well, the information I've got, Damien, is that it's Peter O'Reilly or Jason O'Reilly, so two members of the Cavan. Uh, 1997 senior team and 1996 under 21 team. Uh, Mickey Graham, I don't know if he's if he's in the mix at the minute. I don't think Mickey is. I think he's top of the wish list in, in Longford for the Longford job. Um, so I'm, I've heard conflicting reports, but I, as far as I'm aware, I don't think know if Mickey. I don't think Mickey is is going to go forward for interview for the job which is a shame because I think he'd be a great candidate as well mm. but um, from from a, a reliable source and that would know Mickey well the point was made he's a Coca-Cola rep around Cavan um, if he was Cavan manager every shop he goes into he'll have his ears just reddened talking about you know no, oh, you should be playing this lad. You should be playing that lad. There'd be no peace in that at all. No. Whereas if he's Longford manager, he can be around Cavan, and, and you know nobody's going to talk about Longford football. So, it, 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 like little details like that can mean a, fec- a huge, a huge to a huge part of your decision, and that's that's possibly why I'd imagine he'll probably take if he was offered the two jobs, he'd take Longford over Cavan. I'd imagine maybe yeah, and you know. Um in ways, the Longford job would be would be a better job because the expectation won't be as high. There'll be less pressure. Maybe his first senior in the county job. Um, and like we're not saying he, there might be there'll be other strong candidates in Longford too. But his first senior in the county job, maybe it might be a learning ground, yeah. breeding ground. Maybe bring about more improvement. Longford have a good panel at the minute. Very good panel. And a better one, from what I've been told by Longford people, and this is the Cavan podcast. But from what I've been told from Longford people, there are a few players missing that are part of the Mullen Yachta squad that should be on the, the Longford senior team. So Mickey, you'd imagine, would be able to pull them boys in. You'd imagine so. Like They love him in Mullen Yachta. And why not? He's after winning two championships with them as yeah. well. But look, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who gets an odd now. If, if Peter Riley gets it, um, or if Jason gets it, do they have different styles of play? Um, Peter Peter's on the 21 side were quite defensive. Mm. Um Maybe it was horses for courses, and that was the the panel of players he had to, to work with. Maybe he doesn't have a defensive outlook. He certainly wasn't a uh, that type of player. He was a naturally skillful, brilliant attacking player. Jason, of course, goal poacher extraordinaire, yeah. and a big favour with the cabin supporters, just as Peter was. And uh, seems to play man for man, man for man. But, but his Gales team were were very well organised defensively last year. I thought. Um, so like. Now they both have have decent CVs coming into it. Peter, I suppose, has the edge in that he has two Ulster under twenty one uh, championships won. Yeah. But uh, Jason sort of def- 
got the momentum where he's in the in the the public eye as well because he's he's over the gales and they've 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 been so dominant over the last eighteen months in Cavan even though they lost the league final. So look, I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll go in together. Who knows what's going to happen there? Um, or maybe there's an outsider that might come from off the pace and get it. Now I had a story in the Celt this week that there there is an outside man, an All Ireland winner, um, who's interested in the job. Um, I think the county board's preference is to go for an inside man, but there is there is there is someone, um, and he has assembled a strong backroom team as well. There are well known um, individuals in his backroom team from outside the county as well. So there is a bit of interest, which is good good to see. The uh, the, the important part for me though on an outside manager is, and I can see where the county board are coming. I thought that there was too many outside influences on the previous management that. They didn't know enough about Cavan football. They didn't know enough about. We were saying, you know, Matty McLean, and he didn't know about Cavan football when he came in. He didn't know about intercounty management and definitely not Division One intercounty management. The outsider that 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 I'm hearing the name mentioned is wouldn't have a huge amount of. He has one previous intercounty team that he's been over but it wasn't anywhere near Division 1 football and he knows nothing about Cavan football so I'm not sure if that's you know if that's a right match for it like I think too many outsiders in that one setup. maybe he's the right man for the job but I don't like the idea of too many outsiders because you're you're starting afresh and it's like you know well geez, I've no experience here to know who does what and what situation well when Matty McLean came in um he had a lot of Cavan men in his backroom team. Like That's he had true. Jimmy Higgins, he had Martin McGovern, Fimber O'Reilly. he had Fimber O'Reilly, and all those fellas packed it in after his first year. We should have, we should have seen uh, the alarm bells should have been ringing at that stage because there are three three fellas that would be popular with players and and very good at what to do. Like you know, I've heard from players that Jimmy Higgins, for just to name one of the three, is is an absolute genius when it comes to video analysis mm-hmm. and. And the sort of stuff he can do on opponents and all that stuff. So, and a, and a man who would know the Cavan players inside out. And the same goes for for Martin, and the same of course for Fimber as well. So, um, I think it's it is important that you have Cavan mm. men in, in in place. Absolutely. Like if you look at the Dublin setup, they're all from Dublin. Yeah. Um, like Mayo had a couple of outsiders, all right. Tony McIntyre and Tony Buckley. Um, looking at the other top teams, like a lot of them have Tyrone have Tyrone men in, in in position. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a Cavan man, but uh, who who f- f- that's not a Cavan man is going to know the club scene and know the player so well who who is going to look at it and go you know our full back line is short on legs we don't have the pace to be in the full back line who can we identify out there who has come through the under 21s that might that we can call you know these these little things you might need to bring players in you might need to know there might be a player who lights it up but doesn't relish the physical uh, end of it mm-hmm. and you won't know that unless you're familiar with the player uh, and and it's horses for courses, so you need to have a deep knowledge of of football and Cavan to be to be part of that. I would I would say that. No, yeah. maybe not to be part of it, but to, you you definitely need need one or two fellas that have that knowledge. Yeah, you definitely do. I think that's your job you're, for us, Tim. Yeah, well, definitely, definitely. We're always on the end of a phone. <laughs> as bad as the air, not that bad. No, the, uh, the the interesting one, and I'm going to throw this one out there, but it's 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 maybe my a dream of, in my head, but Sunday. Monaghan play Galway. If they don't win that game, Monaghan are out. 
and I think Maliki O'Rourke finishes up as Monaghan manager. He's managed the Cavan Gales before. He knows a certain amount about Cavan football, albeit a good few years ago, but he has a, a certain knowledge. He has a huge amount of knowledge in Division 1. I'd, I'd I'd be putting on that phone call if Monaghan are beaten on Sunday. If I was Jerry Brady, I'd be I'd be have I'd have a, on speed dial by Monday morning. Maliki, what's the situation? Any chance you come for an interview? Imagine the potential of that. You know, I think that that's something you don't want to miss that opportunity. That if three weeks down the line we hear well, Maliki Rourke has left Monaghan and he's going to some other county. It was talked about before um, that that Maliki was going to leave Monaghan and that Cavan might have been snooping around. There might have been a contact made way back when, when Terry Highland stepped aside. But um, look, his record is is fantastic in terms of Ulster Ulster managers. I suppose at the minute operating at the minute, he's probably second only to to Mickey Hart in, in terms of the success he has had. Um, you know, Monaghan Monaghan uh, re- reading in Dara Shea's column and, and and I thought it was a very valid point. I always believed that Monaghan are absolutely blessed to have Conor McManus, who's one of the best forwards ever to play the game. Yeah. He can do things that, that... He's one of the million, almost literally. He can do things that players, other players just can't do. And when you have McManus and you have Began, who, who can put the ball over the bar from 60, 55, 60 metres... You have a chance. You know, <laughs> yeah. when you've got those two, really, really you're doing something wrong if you're not, if you're not going to be very, very competitive. And, that, and you'd have to be really... Really making the balls of things not to be really competitive because, like, McManus know. is almost unmarkable, Damien. So you take the Kerry game, the last day, they only scored four points aside from, you take McManus and Began out of it, they only scored four points. McManus had whatever it was, one, two, or one, three, scored in the fourth mm. half. He, like, he broke Calvin's heart. He was, he was the difference between Calvin um, and Monaghan in about three different championship games. Right. Like, yeah. if we had McManus, Terry Highland might be talked about it, the way Malachi O'Rourke has talked about it, if we had McManus back in those spells because I genuinely believe that at worst Cavan have as good a footballers in this county as Monaghan have Bar McManus I, I, that's a, a, at worst and I, I would say ha- you talk McManus out of it we're probably ahead I think we are Like I think yeah. we are ahead like, yeah I, I can agree with you I still think it takes like we, we've seen an awful lot of quality players like McManus in counties that haven't consistently gone to that level first one that comes to mind in my head is Benny Coulter while Down got to one All-Ireland final Benny Coulter was one of the best footballers I've seen and yet you know Down didn't consistently produce what Monaghan have done to be in the top six in in the country for the last maybe five six years I know what you're saying and like Benny Coulter was something else like I remember him wrecking Cavan and the pandemonium and it, it, it stretched from from the field to the stand when Benny touched the ball. I remember those people up on the hill, the young lads chanting, Benny's going to get you, and he got us. <laughs> like, he got the ball inside the 45. It was before the mass defences came in. Uh, you're, all you're thinking, well, it's just going to be a goal. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that said, I still don't think... Uh, I still don't think he's as good as McManus because we're in, a, in an era of mass defences and McManus is scoring points from the touchline. You give him a yard on the 13-yard line on either side and he's likely to put it over the black spot. Like, that that masks an awful lot. Like, there's a few average players in that morning team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there yeah. has been a few. I don't want to name names. And I'll tell you another one. Um, I spoke to a Monaghan player. Fair enough, he wasn't on the Ulster winning teams but he was on the team for eight or nine years before that. And he said to me, and he's a staunch Monaghan man, like... And uh, we're always slagging about Cavan and everything else. And he said to me that if if you took McManus out of it, Monaghan would be top of Division Three to to middle of Division Two. That would be their their level. He thought it'd be, you know, maybe 
maybe 12th to 18th in that in that bracket. He said, Whit McManus, your top six. Mm-hmm. And he said that to me a couple of years ago. And maybe that's a little bit stark. But, you know, yeah, Malachy looks blessed that he has... <laughs> look, Malachy's had success everywhere he's gone. But, he, but he is blessed that he has McManus. But he... but. Yeah, like he look at it. You could you could make that argument that he's he's had great teams everywhere he's gone to, but at the end of the day, he didn't have the, have maybe a McManus when he was with Fermanagh. Yeah. He got them to an Ulster final that they should have won. You mm-hmm. know that that's more of a testament to his CV than than maybe what he's doing with Monaghan. But I think I just I'm just thinking there may be an opportunity, and and even if the door is closed, then straight away he says no. At least you can say, well, we asked. We asked a question, and he just wasn't interested in an interview, and that's it. Like so, every every, you know, they're talking about a short list. There should be a long list. Yeah. Should, I don't know how many they've contacted, but they should be turning over every rock. That's every it. possible thing. They talk about about Jim McGuinness that was mentioned. Uh, maybe it was pie in the sky stuff, and I don't think there was much substance to the story. But you know, the, he needed to be contacted. Everyone needed to be contacted. Yeah. Like I wouldn't stop anywhere. Because this is so important. Like if if we get this wrong, uh, it'll be it'll be a crying shame because we'll have squandered a great generation of players. Have to agree with you. Here on Callahan Electrical Limited has been providing a quality service to the industrial, commercial, and domestic sectors nationwide since 1996. Reduce your business's energy bill with our energy audit. Or if you need any electrical works carried out. Why not contact Kieran Callahan Electrical on 049-433-0111. Um, we'll move on to the, the Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Championship. Last weekend, I suppose just to go touch quickly on the results, there wasn't really any major upsets. I can tell you about the games I was at, if you want. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, call out the results and I'll tell you what I had. Well, you were at Killing Care against Mount Nugent. Killing Care 5 8 in the first half. Five, it was 5 6 to 6 at halftime, I think. Five, okay. Yeah, I think it was 5 6 to 6, which was a freak, a freak scoreline. Um, after they got four goals in the first 12 minutes, I think they were winning something like 4 2 to a point. They got their, their fifth goal right on 15 minutes. At that stage, Peter McCabe had got his hat trick. Um, and the game was done and dusted at that stage. But I I I know some of the Killing Care fellas through yourself from your connection with them, and I'd love to see them winning the championship because I know how hard they worked at intermediate mm-hmm. level. But I have to say, there's question marks over their defence. I don't know how much can you read into it after when you when you conceded a lot of goals, kind of late on in the game you've already won. But looking back, they have conceded plenty in the league as well. But they're scoring loads and scoring lots of goals. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to need to tighten up. Liam McCabe is a loss there. They're going to need to tighten up at the back uh, because. From midfield up, like they're strong, obviously McGovern and McMahon, very strong, extremely strong level. junior midfield, yeah. like top top drawer, and they've got the pace up front. They've got Sexton and Peter McCabe, and yeah. uh, I don't know if Emmett Fitzsimons is fully fit, but still played well the last day, and like a great free taker, as you know. So mm. like, Killen Care have take a lot of boxes, but I think that that um, I want, I'd like to see that defence again to see to see will they hold up. Murnugent. Um, um, I thought Caffrey was very good and Rehill, the full forward, was, was excellent, I thought, as well. But Renewgen uh, are not bad. And you know, only that this is a super-duper junior championship. In other years, you'd be looking at Renewgen saying they could sneak a semi-final yeah. or even a final. Yeah. It was Given a, of course, a big loss. Massive, massive, massive loss. Um, Templeport against Drummley, I, I was at that game. 
it was a game of two halves. Templeport came out and absolutely dominated the first half. Drummerley then came into it in the second half. Um, Keon Bourne was was electric. I have to say he scored he scored one point that was it was as sweet a point as I've seen all weekend, and I've seen a lot of brilliant scores. I have to say I thought the junior championship was just so entertaining this weekend but he scored one point from it must have been just outside 45 where Do you reckon he has has potential to play with the county? I think he has yeah I think he has the ability now if you know he probably needs a bit of work on his athleticism just to get back to where he was when he was younger younger he was so fast and so quick to turn and, and had the, had the energy to run all day you know he may need a six months of, of really hard work but skill wise he's played for Ireland he's played for Ireland at soccer level Like that doesn't come easy you know so yeah. for me he's uh, he's definitely one that if you could motivate him right he's, he's county potential because like his, his frees were just exceptional he's, he's so comfortable on the ball left foot and right foot and, and he can turn so easily and like these soccer players he plays with his head up all the time you know he doesn't have to look down to take a solo nearly he just Drops the ball and keeps the eyes up on the target all the time. It's it's really really good. To One watch. of the forgotten players from Cavan on the twenty ones, like he was on the team mm. in twenty fourteen, as was Enda Hessen. Yeah, a couple of players like that, soccer players, um, soccer of, background and of like high a, standard, very high skill level. Yeah, but Templeport, Templeport kind of fell apart in the second half a little bit, but done enough just to hold on and and, and get the victory. Templeport again in a rebuilding process. The the Gavin and. Uh, who's the other brother? Gavin, Gavin Donoghue and, and Nisha McKenna, is it? Well, Nisha McKenna was in the inside, but there's another Donoghue at centre back. Is he Aaron Donoghue? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, big, big, strong Gossens. Like they've, they've, they have a bit of power coming through again. What would be amazing to see would have been if the generation that won that junior championship, and you're looking at it, kind of saying the Den boys should be around 23, 24, 25 now if they were being backed up by the Nisha McKenna's and the, the Gavin and Aaron Donahue's and, and there's a few more coming even on the they'd be leading contenders and intermediate oh they'd be up there they really would like it's just they're unfortunate it's, I suppose it's a West Cavan story again you know just just lads disappearing but they were uh, well they've got I think they've got four lads in America at the minute Orn, it's Orrin Duffy Michael Devine um, Ben Kiernan and Owen Martin that's oh, four to starters, like and Ben Kelly has and Dylan Raythorn have played next to no football this year as yeah. far as I know. It's like there's that's six good operators, like yeah. they're, they're gone. Yeah. Very few teams. A couple of them the, probably county level or close to it. Yeah. You know? Um Knockbride, Muncher Connacht, don't think you were at this one. I was. You were? I was. Tell uh, on. It was it was very similar to the first game in that Knockbride went went ahead three goals to a point uh in the first fifteen minutes as well. And uh now, Bright had a player playing from called Kieran Smith, wing half forward. First mm. time I've seen him playing. And I thought it was Larry Riley for a second. I had to look, look twice. Busy, but but lightning quick. A low centre gravity, small, stocky player. Lightning quick, has a dummy as well, and scored two goals. He was brilliant. Uh, Paddy, Paddy Rogers was also brilliant. He was my man of the match. Um, At midfield. Well, he wore nine, but he played inside most of the game. Last okay. 15 minutes, they brought him back out. And he played equally well in both positions. Like He, he can cover the ground. He's well over six foot and can kick I, w- I watched him in the warm up and uh, I thought it was Jordan McKay but I had another programme in my hand but Jordan's out with a cruciate mm, injury yeah but I, 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 big I, loss yeah huge loss but I like watching Jordan McKay and I thought that that was him and then when I, when I got the programme I realised who it was because even in the warm up I said this lad's a bit of class about him the way he was striking the ball but he, he was very impressive Peter O'Reilly wore 15 and uh, was dropping back as a sweeper and mopped up a good bit of ball but Montreal Connacht are not bad and talking to some of the Montreal Connacht lads in midweek 
you know, they took a lot of positives out of it. Like they end up only losing the game by by two points. Sean Hendricks scored two three or two four. Good footballer. Ah, class act, and it, a cousin of Brian Howard, his new Dublin superstar, right, so, yeah. and his brother Kevin came on. Kent Fadoju, I thought, um, like Philip Nolte was playing fullback for not bright. He's a very good fullback. He's a great fullback. He's a great man marker, but he couldn't handle Fadoju. They yeah. had to take well, him off him. He's lightning quick, Fadoju. Yeah, he is, and powerful. Very powerful. He's a bit raw. Yeah, but like with a bit of work. He's got an awful lot of potential. Like. Yeah, definitely. Um, who else deserves a mention? Well, John McCabe's still doing the business for for much of Connacht. Kicked a few scores, kicked a few frees. Don't know if he, if John was fully fit on the day because he was, he seemed to be laying off a lot of hand passes, and he mm. uh, well he, he laid off some twenty yard hand passes. Re- <laughs> something you don't see much anymore. Scored a great fist a great point too. Um, uh, some much of Connacht had a lot of injuries, but again. In other years, you'd be looking at it and saying, if they get the, get the bounce of the ball now, they'll go very a long way in this competition. They're playing each other now in much contact than Nugent. So that's going to be... Local derby there that'll throw the ball up and stand by the back. Yeah, that's it. That's it. When we are talking about Munch Con, I, I want to tell a little story about um the the Cavan under sixteen. All about how my life got Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh we were we were training the Cavan under sixteens there last Thursday week and um a young lad from Munch Connacht, a class wee footballer called Paddy Matthews, um came over to me after kind of falling awkwardly on the ground. Um, come over and said, Jesus, my shoulder's a bit sore there. Do you mind if I come off? So I said, yeah, come on ahead. And we stuck somebody else on. And uh, I just kind of had a look. He says, it's very sore when, I, when I'm when i lifting it up. It's, it, it, you know, it just doesn't feel right at all. So I, I looked at it and I was kind of like, you know, just pressing, is that, is that all right? Is that sore? He's like, yeah, no, it's not too bad. It's okay. You know, I was like, look, there's nothing broken there. At least it, it's all right. Because he, he was fine. Like, he was talking away. He wasn't in absolute agony or anything. So I said, look, if it's still sore tomorrow, we'll get you to a physio or something or, or we'll get it looked at anyway. So um, he he went home, went to bed, got up the next morning. It, his dad asked him how it was. He says, still, still a bit sore and it's swollen. So Dad said, look, we'll bring him into the hospital just to get an x-ray and check it out. The bone had been broken, broken straight across, and the kid wasn't in that much agony. I mean, a hardy, hardy little bugger. Like, that's, I, I just couldn't get over because I broke my collarbone. I was in tears for about three weeks. <laughs> I, I literally, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. And it, it, here was him just chatting away and trying to lift up his shoulder. I couldn't raise my fingers. Like, he, hardy, hardy little buck. Ah, that's what you want. I thought that was worth talking about. Yeah, because, uh, fair play to home. Best of luck to him. Yeah, well, hopefully he, he'll come back stronger, no doubt, Paddy. So, good to have him. Um, just very quickly, Knockbride, Muncher, Connacht, either of them going to win it? Knockbride, uh, I think, is uh, is the best bet of those teams I saw. Now, the only the only thing, apart from Killing Care as well, like, I don't, I don't want to be running down Killing Care because they're, they're real genuine contenders, like, but I just, I'd like to see their their defence tested again. Maybe it was a thing that they just eased off and the game was won. But Knockbride uh, are going to win that junior championship, without a doubt, but maybe not this year. Looking at the, at the programme, uh, so I think it was, um, Michael Clark was meant to start at six, and was injured. And David Clark or David Rogers came in at centre back. So that meant that the goalkeeper, all six backs, and at least one of the midfielders, right on who. Actually, according to the program, the two I th- think I'm right in saying that the goalkeeper, the six backs, and the two midfielders, all uh, all played in the minor final two years ago. I was just going to say all on the twenty one. Yeah, so they're extremely young, young yeah. side. Like, so um, they're no, they're 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 good. They're good, but. Uh, if they win it, it'll be a massive statement because they're they're extremely young. We have previous of young teams winning 
the junior championship, Templeport coming to mind, and and even Arva were relatively young when they won it, too for the with the backbone of the team. So you never know. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it could be. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Sunday ones, we we'll go through these quickly. Shanagales beat Corla. Um, it was a nine point win in the end. Didn't get a report on that. I have to apologise to the Shanagales uh, supporters because and the Corla ones and the Corla ones. Well, they they lost, so they mightn't have. They hit me, are you? No, we had a report lined up for that game and it fell through, so I didn't get that much details in that game, only that, that Shanigales won it by nine points. Mm. So at least Corlo were competitive because. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other one that, that maybe if we talk about not being competitive or is Drumlane beat Mahara predictably easily. Yeah, um, we had an email or Derek Dunn got in contact a wee bit. I was showing it to you earlier on. What did you think? It was a brilliant email um, and really interesting. It talked about um, Maher struggles to hold on to their players and and you know the way that the way that Rammer United uh, are sort of dominating football in in the parish and hoovering up players, uh, young players like parents maybe tend to send their kids to to Rammer and um, something that's been going on a long time like. And it, you know, it was a real eye opener for me to 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 see the issues that's mm. going on in in Mahara. It makes things very difficult. Like, and I I can't see. Like, it's it's one of those things that's hard to solve. Um, Even the point though, back where they were such a strong team back in I can't remember what era he was saying, but 70s, that, yeah. the seventies and and they they you know they lost an awful lot from that era. You know, it's it's an awful shame. It is a shame. It's tough. Like and. Um, you know, like they're not competitive at the minute. Like they're they're losing games by by mm. twenty twenty five points plus at the minute. You know, do they, do they drop down to reserve football and try and get be competitive, or do they do they keep at what they're at? Like I can't see where it's leading, where they're going now. Like, um, but it's tough. I have sympathy for them. Like, but you just hope that things are turn around and that they'd, that did just be able to if they could get a little bit more competitive because it's it's, it's demoralizing like losing games heavily. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So Jermaine, like it was Jermaine to play. So Jermaine beat them well, like and and that was that. We didn't read, it. we couldn't learn anything about Jermaine. But from the opening weekend, I'm not reading anything into Jermaine and, and Maher. But I think Jermaine are in the in the box seat now to win it. Yeah, they'll be they'll be there thereabouts. Um, another team that's 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 competing for that box seat. Then they took on Kildallan. Uh, we were both at this game. I thought the first half just. It, Gave the exact reason why the county board were 100% right to regrade that we have 14 teams in the junior championship because we got a brilliant first half and I have to say refereed exceptionally well. Let go, like let the play go, but not to the point of danger, not to the point that somebody was going to get hurt, but it was good. And and the two teams have to take credit for this one because while it was good and hard and physical and honest, there was no dirt in it. Lads were going, well, look, this is the way it's been refereed. It's We can go in and we can hit hard and fair and the game plays on. Didn't it make... Well, I thought it made for yeah, a spectacle. I agree. Brilliant. I agree, yeah. yeah. James Lara crafted and I thought he... I thought he did. He let it, he, he he let it go, but he allowed a bit of physicality. That's what the players want. That's what the sports want. Yeah. So what the hell's wrong with it? Um, at twelve points, I tipped Kildallan to beat Dan last week. At twelve points to head. seven, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Kildallan man, but I'm a soft spot for him. But at twelve points to seven up Kildallan, uh, exactly on a ha- on the half hour mark, like I was feeling smug. I said, oh, "This is a great prediction." And then Dan got a got a jammy goal. Uh, Mossy Core drove the ball at the goalkeeper. Keeper made a blunder, let it in. Um, 
then they got two points. They got a free from, I think it was Ted and Martin Cahill got a point. They were lucky to go in level at half time. They went from five down. If you took the half time break out of it, in about 15 minutes of play, they went about 15 up. They, and mm. they just blew Kildallan asunder. And, you know, then were brilliant. Like when they, when they poured forward, they routed the Kildallan kick out. And it was just score after score after score. They got the confidence up. Cavell Kyogen was kicking good scores. Mm. Ted was kicking good scores. And, and Mousy Kikiran and Pam doing a brilliant goal. But the alarming thing for me was the way Kildallan sort of threw their arse at it. Like, like if, they're, if they're on the go a few years now, if they're going to contend for a championship, they need to play smarter than that. You can't let a team run through you for 14, 15 points like that yeah. without doing something, without starting a row or slow the thing up or do something. That's where, the, that's where a bit of a dark arts or gamesmanship comes into it. Then we're, or Kildallan were very naive. Mossy Core was out around the middle at that stage and he, he was bullying things out there and really doing well. Mm. And Disappointed with Kildallan because in the first half, like they, they had a great tactic going. Kyle Sheridan was, was uh, making a lot of marks in the middle of the field. He was turning and he was delivering first-time ball to Ryan O'Neill and uh, it was working really well for him. O'Neill was, was giving Adrian Cahill a uh, busy afternoon, but second half it all changed. So then they'll get their confidence up. I think if Den played to their absolute best, um, I, I think they're going to be very hard. They, they, they could win the championship, but I, I still think there's a question mark over them because they have a problem with consistency. Like they beat Mulhorn in the league and went out the next evening were beaten. So they're not consistent yet. And even within games, as we saw there. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the question was put to me after the game by somebody, and 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 as I said, we'll hold hold off on on the full answer until maybe another few rounds and get another few looks at him. But could Cavell Kyogen be a, a county option at some point? Or he's big, he's strong, he's scoring freely at the minute, you know. But maybe just we need to see more of the exact same. Yeah, look, everyone's an option at this stage. Like, mm. you know, any any young lad of in his early twenties who's well over six foot and is kicking points of each foot, you'd be <laughs> has to be. You'd be foolish to say to dismiss any player. Like, yeah. so obviously, like bigger tests await. But like any lad who lights it up in the club championship deserves a crack at it. Definitely, definitely. We'll just go through the the, the fixtures very very quickly, and you can give me your your one word. Um, predictions so the Friday night here in um, Corla it's Drumlane against Shannon Gales yes <laughs> all the way Drumlane to win that one yeah okay Kildallan against Drumalee that's in Kilishandra tonight I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kildallan one more time <laughs> I know Drumalee are in, a, are in a losing run I tipped that to be a draw last week and Drumalee actually lost it I thought they might have just had enough okay. had there been another three or four minutes that they got the draw they would I thought when you're in a losing run, it's very hard to buckle it. You le- you lose the teams who aren't even as good as you because you're in the habit of losing. I think Kildallan uh, battled the All Whites there. I think Kildallan win that. Crucial part of that was Enda McCormick picked up looked like an injury at the end of the game, and if Enda McCormick's yeah, missing trouble, that's a massive, massive yeah. loss. So I, I, I could hope I hope I'm wrong, but I I could see a Kildallan victory there. Um, Muncher Connick Mount Nugent <laughs> stand back oh here I'll watch that one I'll watch that from behind the dugger um, I, t- I think uh, I tipped Muncher Connick in the paper I wouldn't rule out a draw um, that's going to be you know two, two, two good forward lines there as well. I'll go against you then I'll go, against, I'll go with Mount Nugent I'll bollocks yeah. right. <laughs> right going on to Saturday then at half seven in Lara it's Drung against Den Drung didn't get a game last weekend the tragic uh, passing of Karen Jackson pass on our deepest sympathies to the Jackson family yeah. to that untimely and tragic event so the, the Drung didn't get a game uh, so you'd have to imagine with them with a the game under their belts to be a big advantage and 
so I'll, I'll take Dan to get the win there. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Then Templeport on Sunday take on Knockbride and Balanya at one thirty. You'd have to say Knockbride, um, young, full of running, good forwards. Conference will be up now. Big pitch. Yeah, I think Knockbride. Killing Care taking on Kill Shamrocks at six o'clock in Coothill. Killing Care put seven goals past them in the league, uh, so that was only that was only about ten or eleven weeks ago. So we, you could, even if Kill improve and they didn't get a game last again. They're not going to close that gap, but I don't think. And the battle of the two bottom teams in the league standings, Mahara against Korla, 6 o'clock in Mullahorn. Uh, Korla beat Mahara by 3.20 to 8 points in the league. So again, like it, that was a 21-point win for Korla, so it would take an awful lot for, for Mahara to turn that around. I think Korla, Korla were very competitive against Shanigales last week, so I think Korla. Should have the advantage, yeah. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. We'll move on to the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Championship, which gets on the way this weekend, and we'll go through them, the fixtures as well, so you can give me your... Uh, give me your one word, uh, one word answers on these. Swanland Bar taking on Red Hills in Butler's Bridge tonight at seven thirty. Uh, Your own beloved, yeah, my beloved Red Hills, yeah. Um, I think, I think, uh, I tipped Red Hills in the paper. Like often, that depends, of course, on Torque Mooney, Packy Lady, and Rory Dunn. Like um, Swad, Swad were leaking goals to beat the band all year, and they were leaking huge scores. Swad were leaking regularly. I had it in the paper this week, looking back through their league results. I couldn't believe it. 319, 222, uh, mm. 124. Huge scores they were, they were leaking. And out of the blue then, they held the Butler's Bridge seven points a couple of weeks ago and, and got a win. And that came out of nowhere. But I think the, the return of Chris Corn might have helped short things up there. Like bring great um, driving athleticism there. Um, so... You know, maybe Swatter coming in. I, I was talking to a man from that neck of the woods last night, and he said that Swatter eyeing this one up. They think they might get a scalp here, or I don't know how prized the Red Hills scalp is, but they might get a win here. But it's Red Hills will be the same. So Swad, Swad were lucky enough to beat them the last time they met. Um, in the league? No, in the championship last year. I think it was Swad beat them by a couple of points, and it was a game that Red Hills thought they should have won. Uh, I, I'll go Red Hills. I'll I'll go against you just for the crack of it. I think Swad might just have enough. But well, obviously, Garage is going to be the key man. Yeah, that's it. That's it. it. Garage and Chris Corn, if they're on fire, and then then um, McGovern as well is is turning into a lovely footballer. So I think there's there's a bit about Swad that I think they might just get over the line here. Um, Arva against Drumgoon at eight fifteen in Mullahorn. Interesting one, like you know. From Goon of or they're about fifth or sixth in the Division Three table. Arva bottom of, of Division One or second bottom after Collins. But Arva did pull off a couple of results in the league, which are which would suggest a higher level of form than Drumgoon mm. showed even in Division Three. Like Drumgoon are still relying on Keith Fannin. Obviously, a little of Conor Mina there as well. Now, uh, might not have him that much during the league, but um, I think Arva, Arva, you'd imagine like from what we've seen in the last couple of years, 
like Arvar are still a quality outfit but I, I just think they remind me of Ballyhays in that they've had four or five years on the go right through to championship finals and also club games and stuff like that and uh, climbing up through the ranks in the league as well it's hard to keep it going every year and they're on the slide a wee bit at the minute I think they'll they'll bottom out at some point and they'll come back up again because they are a quality side but uh, I think that, I think they'll, be enough, they'll have enough about them to win this I think so too moving on to tomorrow evening Kilishandra against Mullahorn in Lacken at 7.30 yeah, well, that's where I'm sitting opposite the Mullahorn trainer. But be careful. I, I think I think on on league form, uh, you'd have to say Mullahorn, top of division, division two. Kilishander had a, had a quite a good division three, mm-hmm. and uh, they lost out to Drumlay in the playoff. Talking to the Drumlay lads, they were a wee bit disappointed with Kilishander that evening. Like, fair enough, they were, they were they still have the spine of a good team, the likes of Tomas O'Reilly, Austin Fitzpatrick, Daniel Luby, Shane O'Reilly. Like they all played in the senior semi final about two two three years ago, but. Um, I think that that uh, Mullerhorn have been consistent all year and they look the power. So I think Mullerhorn to get over the, the opening hurdle. Mm. The, the 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 one thing that very few are noticing on Mullerhorn though is that there's a huge amount of injuries there at the minute. You know, and it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of new faces that are going to pull Mullerhorn over the line in this championship if they, if they can win games. You know, and and. It's the likes of Shane Shields and and um, you know your 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 lads in in towards the middle of the field. Killing the gunner obviously is going to be huge, and that, lads like that are going to have to put in massive performances to for Mullerhorn to get over. You're 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 missing quite a few players that are out through injury. Paul the gunner obviously is playing handball at the minute. Philip the gunner is is carrying a knock. Ray Lynch is carrying a knock. Endo O'Reilly is carrying a knock. There there's a lot of players there that that, that you know you'd expect will make the difference at intermediate level but just aren't there so it it, it won't be as straightforward as, as some people seem to think it will be from I know the Leaguers are a good championship team always yeah. are like even last year they were struggling all year but they pulled it out in the relegation playoff um, when the gun is to the head they, right. they, they do often come up with an answer yeah they do moving on then to Sunday Cuhullins are taking on Corner Fane in Lavia 12.30 good game I'm going to that one um, Cuhullins are a hot and cold team uh, even within games the amount of games where over the last few years, someone pointed out to me, and I started to look out for it. Do you remember the games where to be seven or eight points up and lose it, or vice versa? Mm. Um, even against Kingscourt last year, for example, in the championship, I think they were. That's right. or, sorry, against Rammer in Kingscourt, they were six or seven there. Next thing you know, they were back to within a point. Watching it on Twitter. Yeah, they can do that. Um, and on paper, they have a great forward line. Like you've McGee, Adam Riley, Evan Doughty, Eugene Keating, um, Connor Smith. Connor Smith. Like they've got they've got class forwards, and they've got the the young man of the minors last year was at Donahue. Um, oh, and Donahue, yeah, yeah, another good, yeah. good footballer as well. So they have a lot going for them. Um, don't know about the backs. Maybe will the backs be good enough? But then again, how good are, are the the, the corner fan forwards? Like Barry Doyle, Andrew Smith, and Dan Morton have been their main scorers this year. Um, I think Doyle is definitely the go-to man. Different type of player than Smith. He's a big, powerful man. Whereas Doyle is more of a quick and elusive type forward, but good free taker as well. Well, Corfain are up for it. They've kept their players together since they've come up from junior, and they're making progress. But uh, they played Gown in a challenge match a couple of weeks ago, and and I think Gown won it by a point. But Gown holding their own in Division One, you know, it was apparently very, very competitive. But Corfain have been no walkover. No, there'll be no walkover. So I tipped Cullins, but that could go either way. Like mm. I think Cullins are probably the better team, but yeah, on paper, not the most reliable team. Like yeah, I I I just about fancy Cullins to have. That little bit Kukulis, of extra quality up front. I mean, Kukulis could win this intermediate championship at a canter, at a canter, or they could get relegated. Yeah. You just wouldn't know, like, because. But I, I think, the, I think they're 
they're well able to win it. Like they're well good enough to win the championship. Mm-hmm. But you know that's a long way off that the winners came first. Yeah, well that's it. That's it. The uh, the second game then is uh, for me the tie of the round. I think that it's a, it's the closest game in the whole. Uh, round one of the intermediates, Bill Torbett against Ballyhays at two thirty in Drummalee. I, I think this is going to be very close. The tide around is right. Like uh, I think we were both at the the two games last year. I was at the two of them anyway. Like uh, two of the best games. Uh, well, actually, sorry, the first game was a bit of a disgrace. It was <laughs> like it was it was like a Royal Rumble at one stage. It's the dirtiest game of football I've been at in years. That first yeah. game last year, and um, it was allowed to escalate, and there was just fights everywhere you looked. There was fellas throwing punches like and not getting sent off and it was crazy but there's bad blood there. The replay was a brilliant game and um, people would say Ballyhays have a soft underbelly. I don't believe that. I've heard that said. I don't believe that. I think Ballyhays are, are a quality uh, team and they're very unlucky to be in the intermediate. Like They were they were a strong intermediate champion. They were, one, they were one of the best teams to win the intermediate in the last few years in my opinion and they showed that in Ulster they only lost an extra time to the Monaghan champions who, who were always strong and intermediate and you know, Ballyhays winning their first championship in forty-seven years, they weren't expected to to go well in Ulster. Mm. So that they showed that they're they're a good side. Then they went up to senior, and very unfortunate that the year they went up was the year three went down. They drew a Killigary, narrowly lost the replay, and then they get Calvin Gales in a bloody relegation playoff. Like how unlucky can you get? The, the fact that even the Calvin Gales are in a relegation playoff is insane. So they're very unlucky to go down. First time back there in the intermediate to go all the way to the final. Red hot favourites. Okay, they flopped on the day. They missed a lot of chances. Sharkock beat them, so they're unlucky to be an intermediate. Like, but again, I think it's going to be. They haven't got their full team at the minute, and I think it's going to be. They should like they should be they should be um, holding their own in senior ranks. But it's going to be very hard to get out of intermediate and keep it going year after year. You have to wonder what the hunger is like. Mm, Beltor with DJ missing. He done his cruciate, I think, a, a few weeks and ago. And since he's gone missing, they've held on to form really well. They have, yeah. And Bud is out injured as well, and they've still managed. Now, look at last weekend; they took a bit of a trimming at the hands of of Lara, um, out in Butler's Bridge in the in the Division Two playoff. But I don't, I don't expect them to play the same way as they did that day because they were very open at the back, they're very porous. Yeah, well, look at the. the they take a lot of boxes. Like they've got, they've got um, good free takers there in Enda Henry and McGinley, and um, they've got a good target man in Owen McGuigan, and mm. a couple of these young lads are good. Like Finton or um, Finon O'Reilly. He's out injured as well. He's out injured as well. Okay, think, yeah. he's a player I was impressed with last year. Yeah, but, but yeah. look, I, I tipped Bill Torbett. Um, I'm starting to doubt myself now, but I had to stick with them. Right. Well, I, I, I think I, I think Park Moore is the is the focal point of the Ballyhays attack, even though Kevin Tierney. Is is, is a he back? Player, but he's not back. He's not back. Yeah. No. no so yeah. Like, take take more out of it. I think Ballyhays still might just get over the line on this one, but I, I'd be looking forward to that game. I think it'll be a classic. Bally McHugh are taking on Lara in Mullahorn at seven thirty on Sunday. Bally McHugh, I think, have only won maybe two games all year. Um, didn't kick on after winning the junior. They're very strong. They were as, probably as good as any Ulster team in junior last year. Yeah. Um, and we're unlucky to lose away to the to the winners. Um, up in, up in Bally Buffet but I think that, that they haven't kicked on probably maybe the bellies are full after winning last year um, Lara definitely are hungry definitely mm-hmm. upwardly mobile and they're going for a hat-trick because they won the Ulster League they've got promotion in the league and now they're looking for the championship so um, like I think uh, uh, anything other than a Lara win would be an upset there yeah, I'd, I'd I'd agree with you. I think Liam Buchanan is a huge loss, obviously, to Ballymacue. So I think it'll is be he not playing? He's injured. 
he just Sinister. had his cruciate operation a couple of weeks ago. So he, he played a couple of league games just before the operation, but was literally, I think, just static or straight line running. But um, he's he's a massive loss to them. Last game is in Coothill at 7.30 on Sunday evening. Baileybor against Butler's Bridge. Butler's Bridge without Fergal, Flanagan. Killian Leddy also looks like he's going to be out for the year. They're, they're big losses to what's a small panel in numbers. Not as big a loss as Baileybor. Baileybor have lost their goalkeeper. From last year, they've lost the goalkeeper, O'Mara. They've lost their fullback. Their centre half, which is I think is Declan Riley and Calvin Daly have retired. They've lost retired. I think so. Yeah, Jeez. I think so. Yeah, uh, they're not playing anyway. They've lost um, Argues in the states. That's, that's right. the midfielder. Yeah. Connor Gilson needs back surgery, I think, and uh, Reese Clark's in the states. So they've lost oh, the geez. entire spine of their team. They've done very well considering the players they're missing. That I didn't realise that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've done well considering the players they're missing. But Michael um, O'Rourke, manager this year, isn't he? Yeah, so yeah. That that in fairness, when you take those right out the middle, like Calvin Daly and, and, and O'Reilly have been so solid for them in the backs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think that uh I think they drew in the league, if I'm not mistaken, and I wouldn't really have to draw again. Um although have the bridge, there somebody to handle Quevy and O'Reilly. That's that's the thing, like he's gonna be very hard handled. Um, is Fergal Flanagan's injured, is he? Fergal Flanagan's out for the year, yeah. Out for the year. So I was told by a Butler's Bridge man now, so. That's a pity because the bridge were, would have been another dark horse in that intermediate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because with the likes of Keevan's probably the best the best forward in intermediate ranks at the minute yeah. um, and he, he'll score heavily regardless but um, and you've Johnny Leddy there as well like he's an absolute Class. ball artist love yeah. watching him soccer soccer background yeah. where he can just ping those balls heads yeah. up all the time yeah. and slides across the turf ah, it's just beautiful to watch absolutely but though I, I I wouldn't rule out a draw there, but but I can't see Bailiwell winning. Maybe maybe the bridge will squeak it. Yeah, I think so. So that's all the all the games in the junior and the intermediate championship summed up. So if you want to get on to uh, your your local betting shop and, and back everything that we've backed, you're going to be guaranteed to lose money. So uh, definitely get out and watch those games though, because there's some wonderful wonderful championship ties coming up in the Cavan Championships, and and it has to be said again. I'll, I'll reiterate it. These are the best intermediate and junior championships that we've ever seen in Cavan for the simple reason that they're more competitive than they've ever been. They're so strong. There's teams in them that that traditionally would be up around senior level. So um, it's making for really, really good. And if, if weekend one is getting to go by, the, the championships are going to be brilliant for the rest of the year. Absolutely, yeah. Well, look, this is the time of year we like, David. Definitely is. So uh, that's all we have time for on the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. Thanks for listening in. And don't forget to get in contact with us on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram. Um, let us know what games you're at, especially on Instagram. We'd, we'd love to know who's at what games and what you're thinking uh, or what your thoughts are on those games. Um, and keep in contact with us here on wearecavan.com. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the it was hard, fast football after that. You're in Kevin, Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap, and Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill. What a day he is having. Oh, this is brilliant by Kevin. Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah. <laughs>